Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is July 22nd. And uh, man, it looks like just possibly we could end up this week on the upside. That will be great to see. But we got to get through today first. Uh, we've had a good week so far. I hope you'll stay with us as we talk to Dave here in just a few moments. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that there's a lot of things in this world that you and I cannot control, but we can control how much risk we have in our current portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to determine how much risk you have in your portfolio with our core retirement design. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Yes, sir. How are we doing? Oh, there we go. My buttons got neutralized a while ago, and I wasn't feeding down the phone line. I apologize. How are you today, anyway? Hey, doing well. Doing well coming from you from the home office today, but uh, still working away. And, uh, you know, Dave, I got to say, I was looking at things this morning, mm-hmm. and I think we could possibly end up this week with positive numbers for the first time in a while. Oh, shut your mouth. That would be almost amazing. But, yeah, it was up yesterday, a half a percent up on the Dow, a full percent up on the uh, S&P, and a percent and a third up on NASDAQ. These numbers are, well, I won't say looking healthy, but they're a heck of a lot better than they were when we started the week, aren't they? They are. They are. It looks like we are uh, coming up. Now, today, um, there are, I will just give you a little heads up, there is a little bit of a headwind. Um as we get started today. So um, the question will be, can we flip it sometime today and, and have it end up green? Yeah, it could be. Uh, the headwind kind of taking two or three different forms. One of them is something you and I talk about a lot, the bond rates for the federal debt. And we always talk about how inversions do not bode well, and it becomes a conventional wisdom idea for investors that when interest rates on short-term bonds are higher than those on long-term bonds, it's considered a harbinger of a recession. And this is the first time I've seen this in quite a while. This morning, the two-year federal treasury bills are paying a high interest, a higher interest rate than the 30s. We had some minor inversions while you were on vacation, but the two paying more than the 30, that starts getting to the point where that'll attract some buyers' attentions, won't it? Yeah, it will. I mean, we've got the two-year basically higher than than anything anything out there right now. It's at three point oh two percent yield. The thirty years at, at three, ten years at two point eight one, and the five years at two point nine. So, so you've got that inversion. You've got the five and the ten-year inverted. Um, so, and the five, yeah, the five and the ten-year inverted. So, so there's a lot of stuff going on within there that you're right is a quote technical indication that we could be heading into a recession i mean i think that when we get the number next week that the gdp is definitely going to be falling and it's going to technically be a recession now this one feels a lot different and we've talked about that before because our employment numbers are still doing well even though yesterday we had a slight uh, increase in first-time claims 
Yeah, it's it's not a normal recession by any way, matter, or form. To flesh it out for folks that don't watch it carefully, when interest rate yields go up on a bond, that means they're being sold, and if it, it increases the effective rate that you get when you buy those bonds on the open market. When the rate goes down, it means those rates are general. That means that those bonds are getting bought, building up the building up the base price for the bond, and decreasing the effective interest rate. So when you see the two-year bonds yielding more than the 30-year bonds, that means that uh, investors tend toward being selling the short-term securities and hedging their bets by buying the longer-term ones. And that kind of indicates that at least some smart money somewhere is expecting this downturn to last a little while. Yep, exactly the case. Um, and the question is, we just have to kind of watch it on a on a day-by-day, week-by-week. And, and, you know, it's going to fluctuate day-by-day. It's more hey, what does it look like this week compared to last week? And are the inversions getting worse? That's the, that's the trick. When you get a trend, you've got something to worry about. One day, the two paying more than the 30 is something that makes you raise your eyebrows. If it lasts for a week, well, then we can start saying that uh, something's on the horizon we've got to worry about. Another thing that's happening that's changing interest rates and affecting our finances a little bit, when the European Central Bank raised their interest rate, we were giggling about it yesterday, finally up to zero, it did have some impacts on the value of the dollar with respect to the euro. It ended up raising the value of the euro. Obviously, that means decreasing the value of the dollar representing them. And that gets us a little bit closer to a more competitive trade position with, with respect to being able to buy and sell back and forth across the pond. And that does tend to affect our interest rates a little bit as well. It, it does, and it hopefully will affect some of our trade balance. Which wouldn't hurt a le- uh, the least little bit. Talking about other headwinds going out, we are in the middle of earnings season, and one came out last night that was just a, a, a bad surprise. Uh, snap, they are not the biggest of the social networks, but they're in there. They posted weaker than expected results, slowing revenue, but then they issued a warning that they couldn't provide any guidance for the third quarter because, quote, forward-looking visibility remains incredibly challenging. And when they were the first of the big social networks to report on the uh, on earnings season, that kind of threw the willies into a whole lot of investors on the social front, didn't it? It really did. You know, it uh, it caused Snap and uh, a lot of the other social networks to really stock price start to really tank. I mean, we saw Snap, um, I mean, down my initial indication, it was down 30 percent. I was trying to find it again so I could give the number. Here we go. Now we're down 32 and three quarter percent on a stock that closed up. Five and a half percent yesterday. It closed at sixteen dollars and thirty-five percent yesterday. At the current price, is trading at eleven dollars and two cent, down five dollars and thirty-three cents. So that is a significant uh, decline for them. And I know it's putting pressure on the likes of Facebook. Um, Twitter's got other issues. It reported uh, as well. Um, Twitter actually lost money, and and they, um, but their revenue. Uh, was was off as well. So so they lost across the board, but they had one um, or two good numbers in, in their report. Their mm-hmm. um, Q2 subscription rate revenue was $101 million better than expected. 
All um, right. I saw I saw their monetizable uh, you know views count, which is yeah. a metric that they use a lot. That also was up somewhat. So things aren't completely bleak for Twitter. But no. you know, with with them in play and arguing whether or not they're going to make Musk buy them after all, it's it's got to be an interesting stock to uh, take a flyer on right now. And it's not getting beat up like Snap and and Facebook. No. It's down about two percent right now. So so it is getting caught, but but it's on. I think it's trading based on its own metrics right now. Um, that it lost money more than expected, but not crazy. Um, so so it is still uh, not near what Snap is for sure. Understood. I've, I, you've heard me hold forth on this a thousand times, I know. I'm, I'm always leery of the social networking companies because, you know, one of the primary things you look at in investing in any business is barriers to entry. And when a high school dropout with a personal computer can put together an idea that might just click, well, if you've got a couple, three billion dollars invested in a big social network and this high school kid might just have the better mousetrap for the moment and take half of your business away from you, that just scares me as one of those businesses doesn't have a big barrier to entry to it. So it scares me as an investment. Yeah, it's not definitely. You're right. When when they, when anybody can start one up and it doesn't take a lot, that does that does give you some, uh, some a fear factor in there. Oh, without a doubt. And Snap might be the poster child for that right now. They put up basically something that says, we aren't sure what's going to happen. It cost their stockholders 30-odd percent on their value. Yeah, it really did. So, hey, we do got a pile of uh, of reports, though, today, Dave. And so we move on a little bit. And let's talk about yeah. a couple things that are that are local. And the first one would be HCA Healthcare. That's the Highlands Regional here in Highlands County. Um, they had a really uh, a good quarter. Uh, they beat on top and bottom line. Uh, they better inspected results. Um, even obviously, the healthcare industry, like everybody else, is having issues when it comes to the labor market. Getting enough medical professionals in the in the hospitals to to provide services it is a challenge, mm-hmm. um, and inflation is still a big deal for them. But they uh, they had a good quarter. And they're trading up. They they may be my. I don't know if it's is, but it's got to be close to my big winner today. Up fourteen, almost fourteen point two percent this morning. They are the top of my big winner list on my delayed quotes. I know from the S and P five hundred, and it's good news too for Highlands Regional and HCA in general because they had kind of a brutal first quarter report, and their stock had kind of fallen like a rock. So it's good to see them back again in the driver's seat. Yeah, and so we did healthcare. Let's talk about one other healthcare provider, and it's called Tenant Healthcare. I don't know mm-hmm. that we have any of them in 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 our area at all, or even in Central Florida for that matter. But but they had a good quarter. Um, they they basically doubled, almost doubled uh, their expected earnings per share. Came in at a dollar fifty. Um, they they obviously like HCA. They've had some challenging conditions, and they've been able to get through. The one thing that they had that HCA didn't have, they actually had a cyber attack that they had to work through. Um, mm. And so uh, they're trading up today. Well, they're right there with HCA. They're up 14.5% this morning. And that's good to hear as well. <laughs> we like to keep our hospitals solvent if we can, right? Well, that's right. That's a, that's a good thing. Hey, we got yeah. one more banking entity, credit card entity, American Express reported. Um, they beat on both top and bottom lines as well. Um, Credit card members, their, their members at American Express are still spending record amount of money, um, driven by a rebound in travel and entertainment. So um, good news for them, trading up 4.2% this morning. 
they'll open up about $156 a share. I remember on the top line that I read when I saw that, the American Express gave credit to the rebound in the travel industry being what drove them up so well. Yeah, that is. You know, the last couple of days, we've we've had at least, I think the last day, we've had one oil services company report. Mm-hmm. We have another one today. Uh, Schlomberg reported uh, they had better than expected profits and revenue. They even came out and raised their guidance for the full year, um, which is good news for them. Um, so uh, they're trading up. They're, they're the last thing I have trading up today, Dave, up 3.2% um, as we get going. Now I got three more for you. They're all heading the other direction, unfortunately. I was afraid, I was afraid of that. So <laughs> you, pretty much, one, you pretty much cleaned off my big winner list already <laughs> so far. <laughs> so we got Verizon. Verizon yeah. reported, um, and their earnings fell short of estimates. They cut their full-year forecast. Um, They're seeing their phone subscriber growth really impacted because of the higher prices of inflation, Uh, a big deal for them. They're down uh, three and three quarters percent this morning. And I got to say, Dave, they're getting relatively close to their 52-week low right now. Um, Another popular name, we had Mattel report. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mattel came in and um, uh, they, they had better than expected performance for the quarter strong sales because of their movie themed toys um but but it had a couple of its brands not do well the one that did really bad was american girl that brand slid 20 percent during the quarter um and so they're trading down today about three percent key rudd that that, that's just that zero that zero sum game between mattel and hasbro hasbro had a good quarter you could almost bet mattel wasn't right yeah exactly and then the last one i'll leave you with it'll cause you to drink this weekend boston beer Um, oh yeah boston beer had lower than expected earnings i guess we're out of the pandemic people are not drinking as much um uh, for the quarter they cut their four-year forecast uh, they're they're really saying that they're seeing um, demand really fall for their um, truly brand uh, hard seltzer. Um, so that's hurting them substantially uh, this quarter, down 8.4%. Uh, they'll open at $308 today. And get this, their 52-week high was $960. Whoa. Yeah. Somebody... Somebody took the pledge and didn't tell them. (laughs) (laughs) Resetting the table. Up day on the blue chips yesterday. Big up day on the growth stocks. We got a real mixed bag. Some surprising beats and some surprising misses to start the morning off, along with some interesting economic news. Uh, How are we going 45 minutes before opening? Dave, it's a mixed bag this morning. We got the Dow up a quarter of a percent. The S&P is down a tenth. NASDAQ 100 is down a third. Russell 2000 is actually up a little over a tenth of a percent. Um, Mm. Commodity side, we see silver basically even. Gold is up uh, about six tenths of a percent, finally getting off of that $1,700 floor, which is good to see. Uh, Crude oil is heading down a little over 1% to $95.31 a barrel, liking that number. 
They say, oh, I, I like the number. They, as I've been always saying, the only reason I'm not happy with it is the reason that it's trading down is expectations of lower economic activity, which none of us want to see. But for the moment, keep falling. I'm happy with the gas prices going down. Philip, somebody want to uh, make sure that all of this volatility we're talking about and factors that go way beyond our control don't affect your retirement. How do I find you to get a plan to avoid any problems? You know, Dave, that's the reason we created the core retirement design to help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of. They can give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their core retirement design phone consultation. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. Already, and you and me together again on Monday morning about the same time. Philip, thank you so much. Have a marvelous weekend. Bye, buddy. You too. Thanks, man. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.